Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 9. Here's where we go where we start with the message. <clears throat> For so those, those of you that are uh, timing, <laughs> here you go. Ready, set, go, start. First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse number 9. The Bible says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. Verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the name, uh, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, <coughs> and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not, not grieve me. What a prayer. What a blessing. This guy opens his prayer, and, he, and we know, we hear what he prays. If he was there uh, at the, at the uh, altar, and he's praying to God, and you were to happen to be right next to him and listen in on his prayer, you can hear, this is what he prayed. Oh, that thou would bless me indeed. God, I want you to bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And then it said, what a, what a blessing. Look at what this says. And God granted him that which he requested. Wow. What, you want, a, you want a, a prayer to be answered? Pray this one. Have the same attitude of, that, of heart that he had. Let's, let's learn from that. So tonight, we're looking at our 2019 prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this, your word. I pray that you'd bless it to us, help us to understand some things. We, it's a closed book unless you open it up to us. So Lord, we, we ask that you would, that you'd open it up to us, that we would see some things that would be a blessing. Lord, I love these people. I love this place. It's been a, a, um, a, a lighthouse for years of uh, people learning about you and growing in you. And Lord, we, we, we're not satisfied. We're grateful for everything, all the victories you've given. But Lord, we're not satisfied to just stay where we were last year. We do want to grow. We do want to increase. We do want to glorify you more. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to learn from Jabez's prayer tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to take this passage and have it to, to live to us and have it to um, make sense in our hearts and our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The outline is very simple tonight. The prayer is straightforward. We can pray the same things and be assured that God is pleased to answer in the same way that he did with Jabez. The four things, very simply. Number one, if you take the prayer and divide it into four, which you already see the outline tonight, bless me indeed. Number two, enlarge my coast. Number three, thine hand might be with me. And number four, keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. And God granted him. And God answered that prayer. Wow. Of these four components of this man's prayer, we note that this is a prayer that gets answered. <coughs> Nobody wants to waste their time. Nobody wants to do something if it's not fruitful. Nobody's going to continue in prayer if they don't get their prayers answered. Have you quit praying? I mean, in your Christian walk, have you prayed before and not got any result and prayed and got, not gotten anything? As, as, as the psalmist says, the heavens are brass. Or as somebody says, the, the prayers are bounced off the ceiling. And, and you get nothing. You, there's no response. <clears throat> you get uh, no uh, uh, action from God. You get no answer to that prayer. Well, yeah. Then you quit. Of course you do. Of course you, you would. <clears throat> if you see it <clears throat> as an exercise in futility... 
It's no wonder that you gave up on praying. I would too. And I have before after I've just gotten nowhere and I'm going, well, this doesn't work. Maybe some other people, <clears throat> they pray, and the way that they do, somehow they know how to pray, and I don't know, and I can't get my prayers answered, so why even try? Because it's, it's useless. This is a prayer that gets answered. Hey, folks, pay attention. If that's you, pay attention to this prayer. This is a model prayer that God will honor, and he will answer as he did him. Now, before we look at this prayer... Got to take a look at the man, Jabez. His life indicates that his family was dealt a bad hand. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 9, the Bible says, And his mother called him Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. The word Jabez, the name Jabez, means grief. It means sorrow. Oh, man, whatever it was. Now, we're not told. We don't know what it was. But somewhere in his uh, birth, we're talking about some grief that was associated with his birthday, whether that meant maybe a death of the family. Maybe there was financial ruin that the, fa- the family was facing at the time. Now, uh, uh, people in the Old Testament, what they would do is they would name kids according to a characteristic that they saw in that child. Um, somebody would be born and he would look whatever, dumb, they call him dummy, <laughs> Now, you don't, uh, they're, they're Hebrew names that are kind of, you know, but anyway, uh, they're, 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 they're a characteristic of that person or that, that situation. When, when the glory of God departed from the temple and one of, uh, uh, oh, uh, who was the, Samuel, Samuel's, was a grandchild or daughter, uh, gave birth, or no, uh, daughter-in-law, gave birth. Everything was falling apart. She called the, the kid Ichabod. The glory is the... How would you like to have a name like Ichabod? The glory is departed. (laughs) Yeah, forget it, man. That's terrible. But that's what... Hey, listen, here. Whatever she was going through, we don't know what it was. It could have been some kind of financial ruin or physical handicap maybe that Jabez had. And here she, she gives birth and she calls this guy grief, sorrow. Whatever it was, this family, that person was dealt a bad hand. And he could have played the victim. Spare us. We have enough victims today. I mean, everybody is a victim. Everybody. doesn't matter what you are. Whatever uh, uh, field or discipline, there's victims everywhere. You know what this this is? Yeah, the smallest violin playing My Heart Bleeds for You. That's all you get. You know what I mean? Or smallest record player, you know, whatever. (laughs) Everybody's a victim. Come on, get over it. That did not hinder Jabez. No matter what it was, whatever the grief was, whatever the setback was in his life, he started out behind. And as a matter of fact, he ended up above. Look what it says. Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. (laughs) Hey, listen. The, the victim card was not played. He, was, he, did, he wasn't uh, handicapped. Uh, he might have been physically handicapped, but he wasn't handicapped. And he says, you know what? That's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop God blessing in my life. And, and look where he ends up. He was more honorable than his brethren. So his prayer, four, four parts of his prayer, real quick, and we'll be done. Number one, bless me indeed. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody. 
Don't you say that you don't want to be blessed. Sometimes you get somebody who is, who is uh, you know, on the other side of logic, and they seem to want to hurt. They seem to want to be in grief or sorrow or whatever. You know, they're the Eeyores. Oh, well, everything's going to be terrible anyway, you know. And, and, uh, but really, truly, folks, everybody does want to be blessed. Who would pray, God, please curse me? <laughs> they, they, no, no, they say, God, bless me. The first request in Jabez's prayer was that God would <clears throat> bless him, except he says, God, I want you to genuinely bless me. The word he uses is indeed. Bless me indeed. The Hebrew word here carries the connotation of being blessed abundantly, altogether, greatly blessed. He says, God, I want a blessing from you, and I want it to be genuine. I want it to be from heaven. I want it to be a blessing from you, and that means greatly blessed. To be blessed here is to, grant, to be granted with a divine gift of favor. And Jabez was asking God for his goodness to be applied to him. But note that his prayer was that God would bless him indeed. Really, tr- true blessing. Real, honest-to-goodness blessing. Not the kind of blessing that turns out to be negative in the long run. How many of us have, been, have chased after some kind of a position or a possession that turns out to be a curse rather than a real blessing? I prayed for a gal like that in high school. <laughs> no kidding. I first got saved... And uh, I remember, you know, I, I was trying to uh, live for the Lord, you know, walk for him and all. And, and I was a witness to others. And, and there was this one gal that I, I really liked, you know. And, and I gave her a track. And she looked at that. And she says, oh, yeah, how about that? I'm a Christian. And, and I go, really? I mean, right away. Turned around and said, God, okay, it's all done. That, that's the one. Thank you, God. Just make it, make it happen. And it didn't. And I'm telling you what, I was so disappointed. For about a month. Yeah. And then, you know, in the long run, did I ever dodge a bullet there? You know, I was so glad. I wasn't thinking right. I didn't didn't know better. But after a while, I was so glad. Thank you, God, for not answering that prayer. Because that would not have been blessing indeed. No, that would have actually derailed me. I wouldn't be where I am today and serving the Lord all of my life if that would have, would have happened. And, and I thank God for that. Folks, we've done that before where, where you've gone after something or gotten a hold of something and, and it turned out to be not really a blessing. See, Jabez wanted to have a, the blessing to be the real McCoy. Says, God bless me. Indeed. He didn't want to end up with something that was really harmful or unfulfilling. He wanted to be blessed indeed. Folks, all of the blessings of God are good. They're all good. No bad, total benefit. When God blesses, it's absolute, total benefit, and that's the way it is. Proverbs chapter 10, 22, I love this verse. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. <laughs> Amen. That's God's blessings. They're truly good. They're all good through and through. Blessings indeed. He adds no sorrow with his blessings. There are many things that seem to be a blessing but are attached to negatives or sorrows or heartache or pain or grief. James 1.17, this is what the Bible says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. 
If it's, a, if it's from above, if it is God's blessing, it's good and it's perfect and it's absolute. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all good. On the other hand, things that may look like positive sometimes turn out to be real negatives. I think I shared with you not too long ago that somebody about, I don't know, four or six months ago gave me a house. They gave me a house. I got a house here in Woodenville. He called up and said, hey, Rich, do you want a house? I said, sure, give me a house. And he said, sure, here's a house. And I go, I mean, who gets a house? This is really cool. Tell me about it. And then I find out it's this uh, old um, uh, mobile home that's on this property. They got to get it moved because they got to bulldoze it for, you know, the, and they're trying to, they don't want to, they want, don't want to spend the, the money to bulldoze it. <laughs> and if I would have signed my name to that one and got the house, <clears throat> then it'd be my cost because it was worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, my goodness, that, uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was good. But it wasn't really. What about that promotion that allows you to get to the newest, uh, the, the latest toy on the market, but it knocks you out of serving the Lord? Is that a, is that a blessing? Oh, preacher, I don't have time to teach that class or be involved in that ministry or visit for the Lord, you know, because of my work schedule. And that's a real blessing, right? You're telling me you're not going to do things for eternity? You're not going to lay up treasures in heaven for eternity because you're too busy? And that's a blessing? Well, you know what? We uh, Men, the uh, uh, breadwinners and the families, thank God for the employment and thank God for God blessing you and taking care of you. And, but you've got to be careful about putting things in the proper perspective. If it gets so out of whack where you can't serve the Lord, you don't have time to serve the Lord or, or be with your family like you should be, then I wonder if that's a real blessing. So is that a blessing from heaven, from above, that uh, allows you to grow spiritually? How many saints have moved away from the place of spiritual blessing because of some job promotion that assigns to them a place of spiritual drought and famine? And they're out in Nowheresville and, and God's moved them and there's no good church around and they're they're dying on the vine. Oh, really good, good work, right? And their, their family suffers. And their children don't grow up in a good church and learn the Lord. And it's just like, man, something's wrong with this picture. What's the bottom line? Where do you end up? You better pray like Jabez to be blessed indeed. God, I want, I want to be blessed, but blessed indeed. You can't afford to acquire Satan's blessings. Remember how Achan got a hold of the treasure that even though God warned them in Joshua chapter 6, verse number 18, and ye in any wise keep yourself from the accursed thing. You're going to go in here and you're going to take this first city. Don't touch the stuff that's in there. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it looks like treasure. It doesn't matter if you think that you can get ahead if you uh, grab some of that stuff. It's accursed. It says, keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest you make yourself accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. And that's exactly what Achan did. See, Achan's net worth increased tenfold that day. He took the gold and he took the material, hit him in his tent. Man, I tell you what, he's all of a sudden, bingo, his ship came in right. Yeah, if you know the Bible story there, it's his destruction you think that winning the lotto is a blessing? You know, I've had more people in, in the ministry at Wooden Valley Baptist Church 
that say, now, pastor, I'm going to hit it one of these days. It's going it's to work. When it, and when I do, the church is going to be blessed. And I say, listen, if you ever hit the, the lotto and you want to give to the church, don't tell me where it came from. <laughs> Just put it in there. Because <laughs> I, I don't know where it came from. I was looking at this thing, 10 worst horror stories of people that have won the lotto. I mean, they're everywhere. You know, you go and look up stories like that. Oh, my goodness. And you see the blessings that God, that God, you know, that the, the state, that the lotto brought people. No, no, not at all. This couple, Thomas and Denise Rossi, were married for 25 years. And if you ask Thomas, he'd say the two had been pretty happy together. In fact, he was stunned when his wife presented him with divorce papers. Denise said she'd been unhappy for some time because her husband was always broke. The fact that she won the lottery days before she handed him the divorce papers doubtless had something to do with this. She didn't tell him that she won the lottery. Of course, the court never knew of the winnings, and neither did her ex-husband. The only problem was the state of California's laws against not disclosing assets during divorce proceedings is a crime. Denise's act of greed ended up being her downfall. The courts discovered her deception and awarded all of her winnings to her ex-husband. <laughs> this is painful. I mean, this is painful to hear this stuff. Had she, <laughs> had she been honest from the very beginning, she'd likely only be out half of her jackpot, but since she wasn't, she ended up with nothing. Hey, how happy, yes. Folks, listen, listen. Blessings from God are blessings. Quote, blessings that the world gives or that Satan tries to dole out, you know, they look like blessings. Of the 10 worst horror stories of folks winning the lotto, it includes drugs and alcoholism and debauchery, whatever the person was, the the, the character failures that they had were increased when they got hold of money or got a hold of, of uh, ability to, to take their heart even further down the road of which the direction that they were going. Family disintegration, theft, greed. Like, if I can pronounce this guy's name, Uruj Khan, he won $1 million. He's a, he's a guy in Chicago that hit the Powerball or whatever that is. One million dollars. Wow. The day the check arrived, Khan had dinner with his family, including his wife, his daughter from another relationship, then his father-in-law. Khan's wife made a lamb curry to celebrate that night before he could even cash the check. Khan became incredibly ill and died at the hospital. At first, his death was ruled to be due to natural causes, hardening of the arteries. It wasn't until his brother pressed for an autopsy that they discovered something more sinister. It appeared that Khan died from cyanide poisoning. His wife and his daughter split the proceeds. <laughs> wow. Hey, folks, you want to be blessed? Ask God for his blessing to be blessed indeed. Real blessings. Um, <clears throat> How many saints sometimes get into a situation that they think that they're going for some kind of a blessing? You, you think it's a blessing to accept that transfer that will destroy your utility for God. Hey, be careful. 
friends, be careful about what comes your way. And the ship that, that arrives finally might not be destined for good ports. Or maybe you take that job or that promotion that knocks you out of your fidelity to the house of God. Or maybe you win that bid at work. And yeah, it might be a little shady and whatever, but you win that bid that necessitates you ignoring and defiling your conscience. Bad move. Oh, might put the company ahead. You might get that bonus, but bad move. Or maybe you become popular. Teenagers, how about that? I mean, this is a big deal, especially among friends. And the, You get into the popular crowd, right, so that you can, like Peter, warm your hands by the enemy's fire. You remember when Jesus was being tried and the Lord said, all of you are going uh, to depart from me tonight, and Peter goes, not me. Though all men should, should uh, deny you, not me. I'm gonna, I'll die for you. I'll not, de- I'll de- not deny you. And he says, yeah, before the cock crow. And you know the story. And he is, he's there warming his hands at the fire. There's a bunch of people and a little maid. I can see Peter, a strong fisherman, a man of, of, of men. And, and she says, wait a minute. Aren't you part of the crowd here with the, with the Nazarene? I don't know what you're talking about. Twice, third time, curses and swears. And the Bible says that in, all of a sudden he was, he was so wrapped up in his denial, loud. Everybody stopped and looked across the, the pavement and here's Jesus. The Bible says, and he looked on Peter. Their eyes met. Wow. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't want to be popular in the popular crowd if you're going to deny the Lord. That's not a, hey, listen, that's not a blessing for you to become popular. Maybe you develop that relationship that you know will, is going to pull you away from God. That's good? No, no, that's bad. See, there are things that, although they may look like good things, are in reality curses, not blessings at all. Job 27, 8, he said this, For what is the hope of the hypocrite, though he hath gained, when God taketh away his soul? Yeah, in situations in life here, yes, you can gain, but that's not good. It doesn't matter that you gain in certain situations. That's not a blessing. It's not a blessing. No, we must, like Jabez, pursue genuine blessing. Blessing from God's hand because, as 1 Chronicles 29 puts it, as he's speaking to the Lord, he says, Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know the Lord? And he's the one that is in charge. And you leave your case with him, and he's the one that uh, uh, rises up one and puts down another. See, this kind of prayer, if, if you're going to be praying, like Jabez was praying, this kind of a prayer would sound something like this. God, please bless me indeed. Give me your will. What you know is best for me. Grant me those things that is going to develop my spiritual life, whether that be gain so that I can praise you or loss so that I can learn to depend on you. I only want what will truly bless me. I want your blessings, only your blessings. That's being blessed indeed. Okay, so he prayed four things. Number one, to be blessed indeed. Number two, enlarge my coast. This is a prayer for an extended influence. 
Whatever he was, he wanted to increase. He wanted to have a greater splash. He wanted to be bigger. He wanted to do more for the Lord and enlarge my coast to extend his influence. Jabez was asking for a greater impact, more of a bang, for the Lord, that is. If he was to serve God, he wanted it to be big. And this was a prayer that God is interested in and that God answers. Amen. Well, that's a blessing to know that God is interested in developing his kingdom. Our God is interested in making gains and growing investments and having his kingdom to grow. Why do you think that the owners in the parables that Jesus spoke about, they represent the Father? They were so adamant to see a gain in their workers. Jesus praised the servants that invested and grew God's influence in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. Look at what the Bible says here. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Here it is. That's, that's all you gave me? The, no gain. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. Then at my coming, he's saying, at least I should have received mine own with usury. At least I'd have interest on that. They put it in the bank, it's not much, but at least I could have got a small gain. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For every one that hath shall be given, and he that have, uh, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Folks, Jesus talked about this parable, and it's not a, it's not a business owner. He's talking about God and providing us with opportunity to serve. And to grow our influence for him. He's interested in a gain. He's interested in increasing. And you know what? When Jabez prayed that prayer, God, enlarge my coast. I want to do more for you. God's interested. He's interested in profit and growth and increasing in influence. And that's why God blessed Jabez. He asked God to allow him to have a greater influence and a greater impact. <clears throat> Hey, we're praying that for Wooden Valley Baptist Church. I, I really want to see that. I mean, God has blessed us and blessed us tremendously, but I'd like to have more of an impact in this neighborhood, more of an impact for those friends and, and neighbors and, and loved ones and, and relatives around us. We know that God's desire is to increase. Increasing in impact is God's will, folks, just like Paul was excited 1 Corinthians 16, 9, he says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. He says, hey, this is, this is wonderful. God has, has, has stretched the influence of the gospel. He asked for a big splash for the word of God. In Thessalonica, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 1, he says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord, the Bible, he's talking about God's word, the scriptures, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Glorified means to be made bigger, to be made brighter, to be made clearer, to have a greater impact. He says, hey, listen, I want the word of God, the influence of the Bible to grow. Yes, that's because God wants his influence to grow. This year, I'm praying that the church would grow in impact, in clarity, in influence with those in this community, whether that means numerical growth or not. Sometimes it's not in numerical growth, but in the lives of the people that attend 
and that, that grow uh, uh, roots that are down deep and strong and, and sure. Growth and impact or in attendance. Or, I'd like to see more people saved. And I, Just the other day, you know, folks, I, I didn't share this with you, but my wife and I uh, got a call from uh, Brother Bloyer. He's the one, uh, Brother Rob, raise your hand in the back. Everybody look, that's where Brother Rob is. When uh, uh, Dave and Judy Bloyer came to church, now not able to recently in the last several months, um, but uh, uh, for health reasons, but when they would come, they would sit over there. <clears throat> and typically on a Sunday morning, you'd see Dave and Judy Bloyer there, and she would walk with a cane uh, lately. Anyway, they had to... Um, uh, Submit to, uh, what is it called, dialysis, just lately. Her health has, has taken a turn for the worse. Pray for them. I told them that I would, I would uh, let you know and have you pray for them. To pray for Dave and Judy Bloyer. They, they've come for years. And uh, anyway, so we were there. Uh, uh, talked to them a little bit about that. And, you know, uh, counseled. They, they needed some counsel about what to do about the dialysis and a little not in the medical profession, but a little that I knew I kind of helped him with. He called, and I said, uh, Brother Dave, I'll be right over. So Diana and I went there, and we had a nice time, a, a time of, of uh, visiting. And then he stopped, and he said, he said, Preacher, you know what you say about all the time about being sure that you're saved? I, I, this happened back when I was like eight years old, but I don't remember. I don't remember what took place. And I just kind of always assumed, well, that's when I got saved. And, and the, he's in his, I don't know, 70s, maybe 80s. And uh, he said, all my life, I just kind of, but you know, I've, I've never had that assurance like you talk about. You know, when you preach about salvation, and I've never had that assurance. Could we take care of that right now? I said, no, I don't have the time right now. We're going to be back later, you know. Of course. I said, yeah, and so we took the Bible and I showed him and I said, well, look, this is how that I would speak to somebody who needs to be saved. This is what the things, went over the Romans road and whatever, and when it's time to pray, I said, but Dave, would you like to pray? He says, oh, I sure would. I, I really would want to get this thing done. And he prayed, he prayed one of the sweetest prayers. It was so, so cool to, to see that. And then he turns to Judy and, and Judy says, I've never heard it that way. Can I pray that also? And I said, sure. She got saved. Dave and Judy Bloyer got saved just, I don't know, last week or so. What a, folks, what a, and I get the call. <laughs> like, come and, and help us to be saved. It's like, what? <laughs> what a blessing. What a tremendous blessing. Now, what does that have to do with my message? I don't know what it was or why I said that. More fruit. Yeah, that was what I was talking about for Wooden Valley. And folks, it's not, it's not us trying. It's God that wants to give us more fruit, but he'll direct us. Yesterday, when Diana and I were out, we were looking for somebody who visited the church back in November, and I, we've been there before, I don't know, once or twice before, to catch this family because they uh, uh, submitted a, a visitor's card and wanted to either just go, go by there and say, hey, it's wonderful to have you. I'd love to have you again or whatever and find out where they're at and if they're saved or not. And usually there's an open door when somebody visits the church. Anyway, so, so we've been by there a couple of times. And, and just yesterday, well, today's Sunday, yeah. Yesterday, we were, we were at the door again, knocked on the door, found out that they moved. Oh, man, bummer. 
But the kid inside, he was a young guy, probably, I don't know, 25 or so. You'll see him. I, I believe you'll see him in uh, college and career class because he opened up and uh, what was his name? How do you remember his name? Started with an H, Hayford or something like that. Anyway, um, he, he, he talked about, you know, I said, well, you know, sorry, I, I were looking for somebody else. But the Lord doesn't make a mistake. Why don't you use this invitation to come? I'd love, love to have you come. We got a great college and career class. Doesn't that found out he went to a Christian school in Bellevue and, and he just moved from Bellingham and he just got a, a job as an accountant and, and he was really interested. He was really, he's a single guy that wants to come to church. And it's like we, we're falling over ourselves, not, just not knowing what we're doing or where we're going and God's directing us and giving fruit. Folks, that's what God wants to do here. He wants to give you fruit. He wants to have this church to increase. And it's not upon what we're doing. It's upon God blessing because that's he wants to see a, 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 an increase, a, a, a greater impact. How about you personally? Not just the church, but you personally. Your growth, your maturity, the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Or maybe even soul winning, you know, leading somebody else to Christ. Increasing your faith or developing your impact upon your loved ones or your family or your friends or attaining a greater scope and an influence. Enlarging your coasts. How about you pray the same thing that Jabez prayed? God, bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. That's what he prayed. The, the prayer would, would be something like this. God, allow me to grow or increase, develop to stretch out, to have a greater impact with my family or my loved ones or my friends for this church, for my walk. God, please increase our borders. And then he, the third thing, okay, uh, the first one was, uh, I don't remember what the first one was. The first one was, bless me indeed. Number two was, enlarge my coast. Number three, that thine hand might be with me. And so here he's just asking God, God's hand to, be, to bless him, to be working to be present in every action, every activity. What we could do if God worked with us, if we worked in agreement and harmony with God, that thine hand might be with me. But God chooses to work with the clean, folks, with the dedicated, the separated to him. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19, it says, Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, he's talking to believers here, and he's not saying that God's going to clean you up. No, no, he says you should depart from iniquity. That means you clean your life up. You want, to, you want God to use you, depart from iniquity. And he says, verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. You know what that means. In every house, there's a vessel is something that contains water or liquid or whatever. Your toilet bowl is a vessel. Now, would that be a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor? Yeah, vessel of dishonor, okay? That's not hard. I'm not trying to, that's not a trick question. You know, the teacup in your cabinet, that's a vessel of honor. The, the, the um, uh, china in your hutch, vessel of honor. You know, you can have things that, you know, you could have, I, I remember when I was in uh, Mississippi and I, I was taking my son, who's now pastoring, and I go, just yesterday, anyway, he was on my shoulders, and we were walking through the through the the area behind our house, and there was open sewage 
I know how they got away with that. This was, you know, just a few years ago. This from the houses, you know, things that came from the houses. Open sewage that was going through this into the bayou. And it was just nasty, terrible. And we were, we were going through that, and I saw a china cup. You know, with a little gold, you know, this and that, fancy schmancy. It wasn't broken up or nothing, but it was in, in that mess, you know. Very nice, fancy cup. I was not going to take it and use it. <laughs> because you know why? It was filthy. You think that the king of kings who has a house of vessels of honor and dishonor, he's going to use you if you're dirty? That's what he's saying. No, no, no. You want to be used, you depart from iniquity. Purge. And that's, what he, that's the words he used here. If a, in verse 21, if a man therefore purge himself, that means clean up. If a man purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. That means set apart. Oh, n- not to be, you know, uh, 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 defiled in, in refuse. No, no. It's to be set apart, put in the, the hutch, uh, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. And he says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. When he says flee, when he says purge, when he says, that's your job, that's my job, it's my job to stay clean or to have 1 John 1, 9, often, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You just get dirty. Sometimes you get dirty, but you can get cleaned up. And that's what our job is. And what, he, what Jabez prays is, God, that your hand would be with me. But God's already said, I'm only going to be with you and use you and if you're clean and if you're usable. So all of us, our consecration increases over time with him, and it's connected to our personal devotion with him. To set up that Bible reading time, Folks, we, we talked about that in that little thing that we just did, the, the uh, uh, survey about your personal Bible reading. Uh, you know, I wanted to share this. This, uh, this came just this last week. Um, these these uh, Bibles, we ordered a few from CBD. Really nice Bibles. It looks like leather. It's not. It's a leather kind of Bible. And uh, uh, got really good binding and, and all. This was around 7 or $8 with tax and shipping and everything. You can, we're going to have these available in the guest services for, I think this one was $10, okay? For 10 bucks. 10 bucks. you can get a nice Bible, a really nice, I mean, really nice Bible. And, uh, but what I wanted to bring out here was in the back, let's see if I can find it real quick, one-year reading plan. You've never, you've never done a, a Bible reading plan? You've never done... How about you spend 10 bucks and get a Bible that you can dedicate, say, this is my devotional Bible. I'm going to put this off to the side, and in the morning, I'm going to this book right here. And have a January, it says in the morning, uh, you have a chapter of Matthew and three chapters in Genesis. And you've done some in New Testament, some in Old Testament, and then it goes through. And January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, like I say, 6th, you're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. And... and just go through and, and check it off as you, as you go through. Or maybe you just want to do Old Testament. Or maybe you just want to do New Testament. You know, there's all kinds of things. It's not, it's not a great investment, folks. It's not a great investment at all. But what a blessing it would be to put some stock into a Bible reading program that you can, I can't get this back in there. Um, 
this one here is uh, kind of similar, the uh, black Bible. And, and same thing, and it has the, the uh, it's got maps and word and words in red, and whatever, uh, one-year reading plan. Or you can go through it and, and just check it off. Would that be simple or what? How about you do something like that? How about you decide today, yeah, you know what? I've never done, I've never read the Bible through, or I've never, you know, in a year read the New Testament or the Old Testament or whatever. Hey, put some, put some feet to that and, and get it done. And so uh, it, it's, it's uh, uh, if you don't have a Bible reading program, without a program, you will no doubt fall shorter of what you could do. If I asked, okay, how many had a Bible reading program, you got through whatever this, or even if you tried, whatever, see how much Bible that you read this year. And if you didn't, how much Bible did you read this year? I'll, I'll guarantee you that somebody on a program would have read more, been in their Bible more than if you didn't have a program. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, let's get into a program. Let's, 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 get, let's do it. So the, the three things that he prays, he says, bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, that, that thine hand might be with me. This prayer would be, God, allow your hand to work in my life and my work, my family, my existence. Lord, I'm asking you to be involved in every aspect of my life. The last thing that he prays is, keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. Keep me from evil. Keeping me from evil is not just God's job. We've got to do our part. But evil or sin, rebellion, grieves the Lord. And it not, not only grieves the Lord, it grieves me too. Sin dries up the blessings. It ruins all good things. It destroys trust. It leaves the person with grief, emptiness, pain, frustration. So a prayer like that would be, God, keep me from evil. Help me to run from evil. Boy, we've been learning some really good things on Wednesday night through, with Joseph. You remember what he did when Potiphar's wife went? It says, she says, lie with me. And she's, she's getting a hold of him, trying to keep him to stay. And the Bible says, and he got him out. I like that. I like the way the Bible, he got him out. He left. He says, hey, I'm not staying around here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get away from this. God, help me to, to stay away from evil. Help me to run from evil. Help me to choose for you. How about we pray this kind of a prayer tonight? Wouldn't that be great if every, every one of us prayed this prayer tonight? Seriously, right now, commit to the Lord. Four things. You remember those four things? He says, bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me, keep me, keep me from evil. If you pray this, and you, you mean it, and this is in your heart, and you're saying, God, I want to I be blessed like Jabez was, and watch him bless, get, you watch him be blessed, watch you get blessed. It says, and God granted him that which he requested. You pray this prayer, I pray this prayer, and God granted you that which you requested. Every head bowed, nobody looking for just a moment. You can do this at your seat. You could do it at the altar. Moving into the invitation time, this is a time that we do just that. We pray this prayer. I could lead you in the prayer, but you know what? I'd rather not lead you in the prayer. I'd rather this between you and the Lord and you pray this prayer. It's so simple, it's so easy. You could just take your Bible, open it up and say, Lord, what did he pray for? He prayed to, uh, to uh, 
bless me indeed, to enlarge my coast. God, that your hand would be with me and that you'd keep me from evil. That's what I want. God, that's what I want. I want that. I want to be blessed indeed. And so let's, let's do that. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to hearts tonight. I pray that you'd allow us to learn from the simple prayer that this man prayed. He, he, he started with a negative. He started with a, 